0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. I want to encourage you tonight because this has been leaping out at me. And um, that's why I'm teaching on it tonight. You saw the title, Strongholds Are Shattered. Um, one of the things that, that I began to look at when I was writing this book last year, Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting, is uh, the understanding that we as believers are filled to the very brim, to overflowing actually, with the very power and nature of God filled to overflowing with the power and nature of God. In fact, that right there would be a great um, way to start tonight. Um, By putting in the comments, I am filled to overflowing with the power and nature of God. Now that right there is going to be the basis of what I'm talking to you about tonight. So you have to get an understanding scripturally of that as we move forward. Uh, all of our, uh, all believers, the victory tribe, those of us that are pressing in, we know and believe that we have the power to release God's anointing to those around us. You know, not everybody believes like that. Sadly, there's, there are people that are Christians, even spirit filled Christians that don't believe that we can release the power of God to those around us. But we can, we absolutely can. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit, but I'm going to show you something powerful from the word tonight. Um, and then I'm going to pray for you and release the anointing to you where you're at. I saw people said they're already dancing around their room uh, and I'm glad you know, I'm a, I'm, that's how we should be excited about what God's doing. Um, but the, the, the thing that we need to start out understanding is that every spirit filled believer filled with the power and presence and nature of the Almighty God. We're not way down here looking to Him way up there and wondering when we're going to get a touch. No, we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I'll start with you in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 6. And um, I want to read this uh, couple of verses to you. 1 Corinthians, chapter 6. Verses 19 and 20. This is is huge, man. This is so huge. Yeah, don't forget to share the video. Listen, uh, this is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Uh, Paul said, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. For you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So Paul, bringing back to their remembrance again, that the body of the believer is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives within us that was given to us by God. And so one of the things that we have to recognize at all times is that my body houses the power of the Holy Ghost, houses the person of the Holy Spirit think about that my body houses the person of the Holy Spirit one of the members of the Trinity is literally living in your body according to the scripture your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit he lives in you dwells in you and God gave him to you so once we get that realization On the inside of us, it helps us to uh, move forward and understand that I'm not trying, man, if what I'm getting ready to say next, if you can get a realization of this in your spirit, it will change your life forever. It will change your your life forever. Um, And I want you to get this. Write it, please write it down. Put it in your notes. Put it in the comments. I'm not trying to receive more anointing. I have all the anointing that is available. If people would get that right there, I'm not trying to get anointed. I'm not trying to become anointed. I'm not trying to receive more anointing. I have all of the anointing that's available to have. Now I know people don't It's like no you that's not true brother no it's it is true Because ask yourself a question what is the anointing The anointing is the power of the Holy Ghost Isn't that right The anointing is the power of the Holy Ghost And so if you have the Holy Ghost living in your body that you've been united with him in baptism. You're not trying to get more anointed. You've got the anointing. You've got the anointing. The fullness of God, you think about that. Now, I understand people have, you know, uh, right intentions, they have a a good heart and everything, but there's people, now I want you to think in this same context, I want you to think about it, and you may have done it. I'm sure I've done it in my life, you know, in in younger years. When people come to the altar and they just lift their hands, they, God, I want more of you. I want more of you. How much more do you want? His spirit literally inhabits your body. (laughs) I want more of you, God, more. How much more is there? You've got, now I know what people mean. They want to experience his presence. They want to encounter his goodness. They want to encounter his power. They want to see him manifest his anointing and his glory in their life. I, I understand that. But think about it. If we just got this picture, the Holy Spirit of God lives in your body, inside your body. It's not a little chip off the old block. It's not a little portion. You don't have some small little portion of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You are filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit of God. And then of course we read, In uh, Romans chapter eight and verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So think about that. It's not just because think about who it is that's living in you. It's the Holy Spirit. So here's a, here. and I was getting ready to go there, Jonathan. We're not, there are, there are those that are demon-possessed, but we're Holy Ghost-possessed. Think about that. There are some that are demon-possessed, we're Holy Ghost-possessed. I am possessed by the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Well, people that are demon-possessed are demonically-led and demonically-driven, right? They do, what the demon in them wants them to do that's real that's real life people think that's just in the movies that's real life if you know the story i recently cast that demon out of the woman in brazil and when the demons came two demons came out of her when i cast both demons out of that woman when she came to she didn't even know where she was think about that for a minute And and when the demon spoke to me, the demon spoke to me in perfect English. When the woman came to after she fell out and the demons came out of her, she only understood Portuguese. So think about something. She didn't even know where she was when she came to, when she got free, which shows you it was the demons in her that led her into a Holy Ghost revival. The demons in her brought her to that place like. Flies would come to a bug zapper. And she didn't know. She was demon possessed. She was led and driven by demon spirits. But at the same time, every one of us, we are led by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we're Holy Ghost possessed. We are Holy Ghost possessed. He lives in us. We're not indwelt by demons. We're indwelt by the Holy Ghost. That's why, by the way, I always teach this. I've taught it, uh, uh, in our series on demons and demonology, angels and demons there. No Christian can be demon possessed. No Christian can be demon possessed. Jesus taught, taught on this. And he said, if you're going to bind up the strong man, or excuse me, if you're going to plunder a strong man's house, the first thing you've got to do is bind up the strong man that's in the house. So if the devil was going to come in and and plunder your house, your body, your mind, your spirit, if he was going to come live in you and plunder what's yours, he would first have to subdue and tie up the strong man that is living in you, which is the Holy Spirit. And the devil is never going to overtake the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you. You see. And so, and so we start to realize who is If the Holy Ghost is living in me, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, Romans 8 lets us know that the Holy Spirit is a life-giving Spirit. He's a life-giving Spirit. He's the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He's the Spirit that is quickening your mortal body. He's the Spirit that will raise all believers from the dead. He's a life-giving Spirit. So think about it now. If there's a life-giving spirit alive inside your body, <laughs> I mean, really get this. Then this, you're, you're going to sit around and say, well, I just need more anointing. I need more power. No, you don't. You don't need more power. You don't need more anointing. You don't need more of God's presence in you. You've got all of it. You've got the Holy Ghost. And he is overflowing from you, literally emanating from you. And I want to talk about this for a minute because we talk about stronghold shattering, it's shattering because of the anointing that's on the inside of you. I, I, uh, I think about this often too. It's like, uh, when you recognize that the power of God is not just in your body, <laughs> think about this, it's, it, it's, it's so much that it's overflowing out of your body. You think about that for a minute. It's overflowing out of your body. It's too much to just stay inside you. It's like when you fill a cup of coffee in the morning, too much uh, to the point where it's at the brim and you're trying to get across the, but it's sloshing and spilling out the sides and getting on your floor and everything. Why? There's too much in the container to stay in the container. And that's exactly what we're like, that we're filled with the power of God. And it's not just in us, it's overflowing out of us. It's overflowing out of us. Let me, uh, let me talk to you like this and tell, tell it to you like this. Um, think about in scripture, how the men of God, Jesus, the apostles, others, they were so full of the power of the Holy ghost that literally it came out of them. What do I mean by that? Well, think about this. Take a minute and think about it. Jesus was so anointed by the power of the Holy ghost that the anointing of God got in his spit. Think about that for a minute. Jesus overflowed with so much anointing that it got in his spit. And he spit in the dirt, made mud, put it in the blind man's uh, eyes, and his eyesight came back. Even Jesus' spit was anointed. The Bible says so much anointing overflowed out of Jesus that the woman in Mark 5 with the issue of blood said, listen, if I can just touch the hem of his robe, I'll be made whole. And do you know that Jesus was so anointed that the anointing wasn't just in him, it overflowed out of him. It got in his clothes. (laughs) Think about that for a minute. The anointing got in Jesus' clothes. Got in his clothes. <laughs> I mean, you know you're anointed when your clothes are anointed. Same thing, you realize that's the same thing that happened in Acts chapter 19. Because Paul the Apostle put handkerchiefs and aprons on his body. And when he put handkerchiefs and aprons on his body and began to minister, the anointing of God got into the cloth. And the aprons, so that the anointing overflowed out of him, got into that cloth and people were healed and demons had to leave other people. Think about in the New Testament, the apostle Peter was so anointed, it overflowed into his shadow. Think about that for a minute. I mean, It's like literally, seriously, it's in my shadow. <laughs> the anointing is so overflowing out of you, it can get in your shadow. And as uh, uh, Mary Beth put in there, Smith Wiggles were saying, don't change the sheets in that story. You can sleep in somebody's bed and literally impart the anointing into those sheets. If it can get in a prayer cloth, why couldn't it get in sheets? Why couldn't it get in sheets? And it absolutely can. It absolutely can. I'm telling you that when I, now, now you listen to this. When I pray over my food, I I will believe God. You know, we don't just say those things, you know. It's like the, the prayer that everyone prays over their food, you know. Thank you, Lord, for this food. We pray that it would be a blessing to our bodies in Jesus' name. You know, I believe God can even anoint your bread and anoint your water. I believe he can anoint your bread and anoint your water. But the thing, now... Don't expect to go down there. I'll be the first person to say it. Don't, Don't expect, you're not praying the calories out of your food. But it's like when we talk about the communion meal, right? We talk about the communion meal being a miracle meal. And we're going to do that, by the way, on the 22nd of this month before we break the fast. We're going to have a night service like this, where we're going to pray for your prayer requests that you send in, lay our hands on them. We're going to have communion. And then when it's over, we're going to uh, break the fast, but we're going to have communion first. So, and I want to say this to you because if people, people could understand it, look at this Exodus chapter 23 And verse 25, it's like, what can the anointing get in? It can get, any, get in anything. Exodus 23, 25, listen to this. The Bible says, you shall not bow down to their gods or serve them nor do as they do, but you shall utterly overthrow them, break their pillars into pieces. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water and take sickness away From among you. Think about that. He said, If you'll serve me only, not the gods of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, and Canaanites, Hivites, Jebusites, I'll blot them out. Notice, he said, Don't don't uh, serve their gods or bow down to them. Don't do as they do, overthrow them, break their pillars into pieces. And then when you serve only the Lord your God, he said, I'll bless your bread, I'll bless your water. And I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. God's blessing can get on your food. And the anointing overflows out of you, right? (laughs) You think about the power of that. So what am I talking about? One of the things that happens when we fast and pray. So let me, let me uh, go back to this because we talk about, well, people say they need more anointing. You don't need more anointing. I need more power. You don't need more power. I need more God's glory. You don't need more of that. You're filled with the Holy ghost to overflowing with the Holy ghost. So what is it that we really need to do? It's like, uh, I've made this, I've made this, um, analogy for a a long period of time makes people laugh, but I tell people that, you know, uh, why does the rock Dwayne Johnson, why does his body look so much different than my body? I have muscles, I have biceps and triceps, I have pecs, I've got abs, you know? They might be hidden under a layer of flab right now. But, but think about this. Uh, why does his body look so much different? I have the same makeup that he has. I've got every, all the same muscles. I'm not born with any deformity, no. But what's the story? The story is that he does things to his muscles that i do not do to mine right and yes i remember that story mary beth uh brother shambach sent candy that was anointed and prayed over to the mental institution to a family member of someone that came to one of his meetings and she was delivered and brought out of the mental institution so they anointing not get in anything but the the yes so jessica asked a good question and that's where i'm headed jessica She said, is the overflow what irritates ungodly spirits in others just by entering a room? Absolutely it is. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. But I want you to think about this. I began to think about if we have that anointing, and just like me asking the question, why does the rock's muscles look so much different than mine? Why does he look so much different though we have the same muscles? He's done things that have caused his to grow. And the anointing is like a muscle in a way that you can become more proficient in the anointing, less proficient in the anointing. And so it's those that dedicate to God what they have is one of the things that uh, keeps us in a place where we can, because, you know, you look at some people like, man, he's so anointed. She's so anointed. They've got the same anointing you have. Same anointing. So why do they look? as though they're more anointed. It's not because they have more anointing than you. It's not because they have some different anointing that they got, you know, on the heavenly black market that nobody's ever seen before. I've never seen that anointing. What anointing is that? There's just the anointing. It's the Holy Ghost. He is the anointing. So it's not that they're more anointed or less anointed. It's just that they, of course, they have the same anointing as you do. It's just that they've learned how to release the anointing. I've got to get to this. I've got to get, this is how strongholds are shattered. This is how things are broken by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not that they have more anointing than you. It's not that they have more glory, more power, more, no, they've just learned how to release the anointing and you can release the anointing. You absolutely can release the anointing. So let me give you just a practical example. If there's anybody watching, like, oh, I'll release the anointing. What do you mean by that? Well, aren't there things you can do practically? to see God's presence manifested? Absolutely there are. I'll give you one example of that found in the Great Commission in the the Gospel of Mark. It says that when people believe and are baptized and become Christians, the Bible teaches us that they will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover, right? They shall recover. So what's the prerequisite to and they shall recover? The prerequisite is they shall lay their hands on the sick. So your part to, to do what? Release the anointing. One of the ways to release the anointing for divine healing is by laying your hands on the sick. So that brings us to the place that in that context, in that example, if you don't lay your hands on the sick, you know, keeping in mind you're, you're not doing it some other way, If you don't lay your hands on the sick, then will they recover? See that? And so uh, get this now. One of the ways, now that's only one way to receive or release the anointing for healing. You can speak a word. You can use a prayer cloth. You can anoint with oil. There's many ways to do it, but there has to be something you do to release that anointing. And many people... uh, and, and here's the other, here's the other side of it that people don't realize it's, it's not that you need more anointing because the anointing's the anointing. It's also that there are people who are at different levels of faith, maturity and knowledge of the word of God. So that, that really does make a difference when you're at a different level of faith than somebody else. Of course, the Bible teaches that we can grow in faith. We can be weak in faith. You know, you look at the uh, uh, passages in scripture, there were times that Jesus said, O ye of little faith. So that means they didn't have a lot of faith. But then there were other times where Jesus said he marveled at the faith of the centurion. He marveled at the faith of the woman who's, who, who he called a dog and he said, you've got serious faith. He said that to the centurion, you've got serious faith. They had great faith. They had great faith. There were some that he said, where is your faith? Or how is it that you have no faith? So you can go from no faith to a little bit of faith to great faith, but faith is at levels. So it's not that you need more anointing. Sometimes our faith needs to be built in certain areas. And that comes by hearing the word of God taught in that area. So catch this now, the anointing that's in you has to be released out of you in the book Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting, I write about that. That one of the things fasting does, and we're fasting right now, one of the things fasting does is that, and we talked about how it weakens the flesh or it subdues the flesh. It crucifies the flesh. As it does that, it allows that carnal nature to move out of the way, making way for the spiritual nature to take control. And I gave the example in the book of uh, can you imagine going to uh, a massive dam uh, between a river and whatever and you, you look you look and see uh, how massive of a wall that is. And if you were to just go pull one brick out from that dam, what would you see? You'd see a little stream of water shooting out from that wall. and it would be foolish of you to look at that wall and say, well, let me tell you. There's no power of water behind that wall. Look how small that stream is. Yeah, but the reason that the stream is so small is because you only removed one brick from the wall. But what i said in the book was, imagine if you put C4 explosive on the wall and blew it open. The dam is gonna burst open and the power of that water flow behind that wall is gonna rush out rush down river and probably wash out towns and, and, and little cities and villages. Why? Because there's a ton of power behind that wall. It's just that the wall is holding back that power and that wall is representative of your flesh nature, your carnal nature. So that when you take time to fast and pray, then you are moving that flesh nature out of the way. You're, uh, if you will, you're curbing or crucifying that carnal nature that the Bible teaches. In fact, let's go there because I do want you to, uh, I do want you to see this from scripture. Betty said, my church, Faith Church, is also fasting. Your books are one of the resources that are recommended. That's wonderful. I'm very happy about that. Galatians chapter five. And this is a revelation that every believer, needs to get in their spirit. Revelation chapter five, or excuse me, Galatians chapter five. I'm going to read you two verses, 16 and 17. Look at this. Paul writes to the church, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh... Are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Hmm. Now hold on, hold on a minute to keep you from doing what the things you want to do. So obviously the you that Paul's speaking of is the spiritual you, the real you. Because he's saying, you want to do things that are pleasing to the spirit, but your flesh is fighting against those things. Let me read it again. The desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh and they're opposed to each other. They're opposed. Pastor Merrick at World Harvest also mentioned the book. I appreciate that very much. And I love pastors Merrick and Linda. Let me say this to you. It won't, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved and it doesn't matter how long you stay saved. There will never be a time in your Christian life that your flesh is not at war with your spirit. There'll never be a time, never. Your flesh will always have to be crucified. It'll always have to be put under. It will always have to be subdued until your flesh is glorified in the rapture, that, let me tell you, until that takes place, your flesh will always have to be crucified. And fasting and prayer are one of the ways to put your flesh under. Fasting and prayer, one of the ways to subdue a carnal nature. And so so get this with me. The more of that carnal nature you remove, the more of it that you get out of the way, the more you put it under, the more that you, um, yeah, it would be great, Jesse. He said, Jesse said, that what a bummer. Wouldn't it be great if it wasn't always fighting you? It would be great. But again, that is the, that's what we're facing on the earth. We're facing a flesh nature. In fact, can I tell you, I'm convinced. Now, I'm not saying that the devil doesn't attack and the devil, is, he's not out to get people and, and, and all that. But I am convinced, I really am, that what most people face, what most people struggle with is not demon spirits, it's not the devil attacking them, it really is their own flesh that they've not gained victory over. I truly believe that, that the the majority of people, they're dealing with things that are brought on through fleshly decisions, fleshly actions that are against the things of the spirit. Because when you read the things that Paul lists in Galatians chapter five, it sounds like all the things that people struggle with. You go back and read it for yourself before he talks about the fruit of the spirit. He said, now the works of the flesh are, and then he lists them. Drunkenness, envy, strife. And he he goes through the whole list. And it sounds like all the things that people struggle with. And it's the works of the flesh. And people don't even realize it's not a demon. It's not a demon. It's not a demon. You know, it's, just, it's, it's a lack of wisdom. It's a lack of subduing the flesh. You know, that's why as Christians, we have to stay in a place of compassion for people. Because when you start to recognize that the majority of problems that other Christians are in, they got themselves in. And then you're thinking to yourself, Man, I need compassion to keep on praying for people and to keep on pressing in knowing it's not even the devil. It's not even the devil. That's Galatians chapter five, Tori. And so I want you to think about it. I mean, when you see all of the things that people are dealing with physically, even in a prayer line for healing, you think to yourself, well, this this line could be shorter by about 50% if people took care of their natural bodies. It's not a demon attacking you, it's not a spirit of infirmity, it's not some demonic attack on your body, it's literally you not having taken care of the temple of the Holy Spirit, eating yourself into problems and not exercising yourself into problems. And so you realize those are works of the flesh, doing what the flesh wants rather than what the Bible teaches. And once once we realize You know, a lot of these problems, and I'm not saying again, that the devil doesn't attack and that there aren't demon spirits coming against people and that there aren't, uh, there's not spiritual warfare going on. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. I understand all that, but a lot of things are people's flesh that they're dealing with. You know, I'm really struggling with my, my coworkers, none of them like me and my boss can't say, yeah, maybe look inwardly and see, am I a jerk? Have I not taken control of my own self, Self self-control, a fruit of the spirit, but fasting is a weapon. So when you engage in fasting and prayer and it begins to move uh, the flesh out of the way, and you begin, you begin to move the carnal nature out of the way. And then what happens? You're moving those, those bricks. You're blowing the dam open. And re- now you can release the power of God. And let me tell you, there are people that need that. You know, I've heard people make fun of it. Like all oh, people think they need to fast to, to release the anointing. You need to eat something and just fast. Let me tell you something. There are a lot of people that need to fast because they've not kept their flesh in check. Not to mention the Bible commands it, but beyond that, people need to keep their flesh in check. People need to do that. Why do you think the early church did it twice a week? It's needed. It's needed. I can tell you, even when we come out of this 21 days of fast, you watch and see how quickly your flesh tries to take back over again. You watch and see. Put this in the comments section. The flesh wants to be in control. Put that in the comments. My flesh wants to be in control. My flesh wants to be in the driver's seat. Every single day, my flesh wants to be in the driver's seat. No question. And you have to pull your flesh out of the driver's seat. You have to pull your flesh out of the place of control. And you've got to let the spirit man Uh, which is led by the Holy spirit and by the word of God, take control. And you have to put that flesh under. So, uh, understand strongholds are shattering. So there's this overflow. We talked about a moment ago. There's this overflow of anointing that's coming out of you all the time, all the time. I mean, literally, I'm not even joking you. I've had experiences where, uh, we've, uh, you know, patted someone on the back, gave somebody a hug right? Uh, shook somebody's hand and released the power of God to him. I've been in services before and, um, I'll see somebody in the crowd and the power of God's moving and I've gone back and I was as good to see it. I take their hand and the power of God hit them and, and the anointing get on. Them. They begin to fall out in the Holy ghost. And the, and what was said earlier is absolutely true. We've I've seen it multiple times. My father's seen it multiple times other ministers have seen it multiple times and you hear the stories that the anointing that's on the inside of you when you cultivate an anointing and an anointed atmosphere in your life you you have you have the ability to release that power wherever you go and it's overflowing and then all of a sudden you walk into a room with a person that's got an unclean spirit and all of a sudden they're uncomfortable all of a sudden they don't like this happened to me 2 days ago 2 days ago walked into a room with a person and they automatically started giving me, and I I was as nice, I'm telling you, I was as nice as could be, as kind, as peaceful. I didn't, I had no issues. Walked in and automatically, without even knowing who I was, started getting an attitude with me and starting, I'm like, what is going on? So I just left, I'm out of here. I don't need to be there for that. I'm gone, I'm gone. I'm not sitting around with you. I've had it happen in other countries. I've had it happen in this country. Maybe you've heard the story. My father went into that that place that they made the movie about, Mystic Pizza, and um, went in and sat down, and and, uh, as he's sitting down, this elderly couple having dinner with their son, and the son's sitting there, and all of a sudden, he could, and of course, the, the son had a demon, but all of a sudden, he starts to become violent. And right at the table, they were just having their dinner and all of a sudden he starts freaking out and yelling and he jumps up and throws the, throws the thing and and runs out of the restaurant. And my dad looked and he was sitting with my mom and with, with Donnie Johnson who travels with them. And, um, he looked over and the guy's running out screaming and the guy's got a big old bat tattooed on the back of his neck. And my dad said to Donnie, he said, see that Donnie, that's the uh, definition right there of a bad out of hell, <laughs> and the parents couldn't understand it. They said, "He's never done this before. I don't understand what's going on. He's never done this. He's never done this before." My dad said, "Well, I've never been in here before." <laughs> but you see, it happened. It happened to my uncle and I when we were in Paris, France. We're walking down the sidewalk. All of a sudden, a guy jumps up from a table, a cafe table, outdoor cafe, where they were serving lunch, and starts screaming, freaking out. And runs through the cafe, knocking people's stuff off their tables and runs down the street. What? We weren't having a meeting. We weren't having a meeting. We're just walking. We're just walking to either go get a coffee or go shopping or something. We're just walking. And demons can't stand it. That happened to me in Boston, Massachusetts. I was in Boston. Pastor Brian Tomes was with me. My wife, Jessica Tomes. We were there getting a coffee at La Colombe. In Boston, Massachusetts, I stayed in the truck because I couldn't find a parking space, and so there I am, uh, sitting in the truck just waiting. And out comes this woman, demonized. I still have the video on my phone, demonized, and she came and I had all my windows rolled up and my windows are tinted so dark, darker than a drug. I had drug dealer tint, so dark, and I said, "I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna show the kind of power that overflows." And uh, she walked and she's manifesting down the street and. When she walked parallel with my car, I didn't roll the window down. I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I just said, get out devil in Jesus name. Just like that. And I mean, when I said it, she fell on the ground on the, uh, the pavement there, the, the sidewalk fell on the ground, started rolling around and she's uh, literally peed on herself. I'm not kidding. Peed on herself. And she's screaming at the sky, ah, Fre- freaking out. And I said, go in Jesus name. I said, the second time, she jumped up and ran down the street and ran into like a, a bank. There was a bank at the end of the block. And then I saw a few minutes later, they're throwing her out. And I thought how, how amazing that I didn't have to um, speak to her personally. I didn't have to get out of the car and go talk. I didn't have to go lay my hands on her. I just went in and literally uh, without getting out of my car while they were in the getting coffee, I just spoke it out of my mouth. And the anointing, the, the enemy can't take it. The enemy can't deal with the power of the Holy Ghost that's in you. Cannot deal. Can't deal with it. Cannot stand it. I'll tell you, uh, we were in a, a service at Champion Christian Center, and my father came up to be a part of the revival. And um, and so as he did, uh I, I say, if he's my if dad's gonna be here, let's let ha- let's have him speak tonight. And and so dad uh, came and and he was preaching. Well, he hadn't even started yet. He's just in, in just talking. And all of a sudden, this guy in the back of the room that was bound by a spirit of lust and bound by pornography, he jumps up in the back. He didn't even wait to the end. He didn't even wait for the end of the service. I need, I need freedom. I mean, I "I need to be free. He ran to the front, ran to the front. See, the, the enemy can't stand the anointing can't deal with the power of the Holy Ghost. And so, yes, you'll stir things up where you go. I'll tell you, when I didn't understand this, I wish I would have understand it, understood it earlier like I do now. I was in high school. Let me tell you a high school story. I was in high school, and um, I was such a cool high school student that I was in show choir. And because I was in show choir... We had this trip where we were supposed to perform in Washington, D.C. And um, I didn't understand even the power of my words fully back then. I was like 16 years old. I didn't understand the power of my words fully back then. I didn't understand the power uh, like I do now of the Holy Ghost calling things into existence, all those things. And so we come to D.C. And um, when we come to D.C., uh, we get this word, we get this uh, report from somebody. There might be, uh, some trouble in the city. So just kind of be careful. And like a dummy, you know, I should have prayed for protection. I should have prayed for peace. I should have prayed for all those things, but like a dummy, they're like, Hey, Ted, would you pray before we get ready to un- unload our gear and, you know, uh, you know, perform and all that. And I'm like, sure. And, uh, So I pray and just being like, you know, ornery, like tongue in cheek, I'm like, Oh Lord, give us, you know, strengthen all of us, strengthen our voices and everything as we sing, and let us stir up devils in Jesus. name. I said that like a dummy, let us stir up devils, stir up demons. I was like, really? That's what you're going to pray. And I mean, we weren't even probably 15 minutes into performing and the place where we were performing got overwhelmed and a riot, like a heavy duty riot broke out. People swarmed the area where we were. Police had to run us out of there. And I thought to myself later, what a stupid thing to release the anointing in that way. Why would I say that we're going to stir up demons? Why? Why not take authority over the devil? Why not lose peace in that area and declare we're not going to have any kind of a, uh, any kind of confrontation or whatever. And I'm like, what in the world are you doing? And I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson that our words are powerful. We are releasing uh, the power of God. We are calling things into existence. And not only that, but we overflow in the anointing. We overflow in the anointing. Why would I do something so stupid? Well, I've never done that again. I learned my lesson once, I'll never do it again. And so now when I go places, I thank God that we're going to have a mighty move of his spirit, that demons will come out of people. Right? That people will be delivered, that people will be set free, that we'll see revival hit, right? And um, so I, I I begin to understand that when you're anointed, when I anoint when, I, when you're anointed, the power of God In you, the devil can't stand it. And it's also overflowing out of you. I want you you to look in Mark 5. Mark chapter 5. Mark 5 says, now this is the story, as you know, of the man with a legion of demons. Filled with a legion of demons. And the Bible says, they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat... Immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, broke the shackles in pieces, and no one had the strength to subdue him. Now, stop right there. No one had the strength to subdue him. You know what that means? He was the most powerful spiritual force in the whole region. This man with a legion of demons was the most powerful spiritual force in the entire region. So go on further, night and day, cutting himself uh, on the tombs, and uh, among the tombs, crying out with a loud voice. And look at verse six, now this is, Something that I want you to get. This is why chains are breaking. This is why shackles are falling off. This is why I titled it like I did tonight, because you got to understand this point right here. And when he saw Jesus from afar, man, get this right now, get this into your spirit. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. Now, let me quickly, and maybe you've heard, maybe you've heard me make this comparison before, but let me quickly bring a comparison to you. Okay. Acts 19, keep your finger in Mark five, but we're going to Acts 19 because I want you to see this. There were seven sons of a priest named Sceva and they came up on and they were, you know, Jewish exorcists and they came upon a demon possessed man and the Bible says uh, they tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying I adjure you by the sons by Jesus uh, whom Paul preaches and sends seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this but the evil spirit now this is Acts 19 uh, and verse 15 but the evil spirit answered them Jesus I know, and Paul I know, or recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leapt upon them, mastered all of them, (laughs) and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. So let's break this down because here, here is the whole crux of the matter. Look at these two examples. Here are seven guys that are trying to use the anointing in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Come out of this man. And he looked these dudes up and down. That's a problem. And you sit there thinking to yourself, uh, if it doesn't come out, we might be in trouble. (laughs) If the demon looks you up and down, you're in trouble. But, But notice the words that the demon spoke. Hold on. Jesus I know this is Acts chapter 19 and I'm verse I'm reading verses um, uh, where was I Acts 19 I have to go back because I I turned away turned away from it it was Acts 19 uh, and now I'm quoting it's really verse 11 through 20 verse 11 through 20 Acts 19 11 through 20 so he says to them Jesus I know And Paul, I know, but who are you? (laughs) That's bad. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? So you know what that means, don't you? Think about this. You know what that means. It means that, now these are demons. That means that Jesus, at that moment, Jesus had an identity in hell. That means that Paul had an identity in hell, the devil and demons knew Jesus, the devil and demons knew Paul, the devil and demons knew the apostles, but notice what it said about these seven, but who are you? They were unknowns. They had no identity in hell. I remember I used to preach a message that would make people laugh. The title of the message was who in hell are you? That's, that's what I used to preach. Who in hell are you? Because you can see from this passage very clearly, Jesus had an identity in hell. Paul had an identity in hell. Demons knew them and feared them and left when they told them to leave. But these, these seven had no identity in hell, no reputation. <laughs> and I used to say it. I used to say it. Who in hell are you? Why? Why? Because, because of the fact, if you're anointed, demons know who you are. If you're anointed, the devil knows who you are. And I'm looking here at Mark chapter five, because here's the exact opposite happening. Here's the exact opposite happening. The Bible says, and and that's why I stopped at this one point, verse six, this is Mark five and verse six. And when... He saw Jesus from afar. He was far away from the shore. He was up in the mountains, in the tombs, cutting himself, crying out. And then all of a sudden he sees Jesus on the shore. And here's here's what's wild. Here's what's wild. This man didn't have to get right up on Jesus to feel his anointing. He didn't have to get right next to him. Jesus didn't have to hold a service. Jesus didn't need a prayer service. He didn't need a praise and worship team to to stir up the atmosphere. He just got out of a boat. Just got out of a boat. And when he got out of the boat, the man saw him from far away and ran towards him. But here's the question. Why? Why Why did the demons run toward Jesus? To slap him around, to strip his clothes off, to bruise him, to master him? No. The Bible tells us very plainly that when he got to where Jesus was, he cried out with a loud voice and said, what do you have to do with me, Jesus? He started whining. Look at the end of verse six. He ran and fell down before him. Glory to God. And fell down before him. Powerful. Jessica asked the question, does that mean that those men were sinless? Or what background defined Paul for having an identity in hell other than sin? No, it was the power of God. It was the power of God. See, Paul was operating in the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus operating in the power of the Holy Ghost. These men were not operating in the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why I'm making this comparison between what you have and what they were trying to operate in. Did you ever wonder if you've got the power, why would you have to lean on somebody else's anointing to get the manifestation to come to pass? Can you imagine saying in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches, how come you don't preach Jesus? Seven sons of Sceva, how come you're not preaching Jesus? How come you're not preaching the gospel? See what I mean? And so they're trying to lean on On somebody else's anointing they don't have any anointing and the devil let them know you don't have any anointing you got nothing you've got nothing and that's not the right response from the devil the devil look what he did with Jesus bowed down low before him to worship him and to beg him please please don't mess with us before our time see that And Jesus, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, what's your name? I always found this to be interesting because it didn't matter what the demon's name was. And Jesus never asked it to anyone else. And neither did the apostles ask it to any demon possessed person. Neither did the early church. There's no replication of that practice anywhere in the New Testament, asking for the name of demons. They didn't ask it. But it's almost like Jesus was rubbing it in these demons' face. You think you're powerful? You think you're big and bad? You think you're the most powerful force in this region? What's your name? It doesn't really matter. What he's really saying is, you know, what, you know what doesn't matter? Because do you know what my name is? Jesus. I've been granted a name that's above every other name. And, he, and I'm telling you, they already felt it from afar off. They felt it from afar off. And I'm just telling you right now, this is the kind of thing that when you begin to release the anointing and as we're fasting and praying, we're releasing the anointing. The power of God is moving upon our lives and in our homes and in our families, in our businesses, ministries, finance, it's going to be so evident in 2022 that we are seeing things shattered by the power of the Holy Ghost. We're going to release the anointing in such a way that we're gonna see God's power and presence on everything that we do, everywhere that we go, and it's gonna produce signs and wonders. What did we talk about earlier? We were talking about the kind, remember what I said? This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. That's what I'm talking about. We're gonna see God move in such a way that it's marvelous in our eyes. It's supernatural in our eyes, in, in even our eyes, not, not in the eyes of unbelievers only, but think about that in our eyes, because we're already believing for these miracles. We're, we're already setting our faith for these things. It'll always be marvelous in the eyes of an unbeliever, but you know, something serious has happened when it's marvelous in the eyes of a believer that has already set their faith and is expecting these things. Whoo! Glory to God. I'm telling you, I feel this. Things are getting ready to change for the better like we've never seen in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to release the anointing. We're going to release the anointing by the power of the Holy Ghost. We're not going to put up with whatever the devil's throwing at this nation, at your nation. We're not dealing with that. We're taking authority and dominion over every attack of the wicked one. Taking authority, taking dominion. That's that's who we're called to be. How do we do it? By the anointing that's on the inside of us. And the anointing, glory to God, the anointing that's on the inside of us can be released, can be released by the power of God. And when that thing is released, guess what? Sicknesses have to go. Diseases have to go. Anxiety has to go. Depression has to go. Bondage has to go. Sin and wickedness is driven out of the family and the house. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered as chaff is blown away by the wind and as wax melts in the fire. So shall the plans of the wicked and the wicked themselves be blown away by the breath of God and melt by the fire of God. I pray it right now. I pray, I pray it right now. Lift your hands wherever you're watching, unless you're driving a vehicle, lift your hands and receive this, that whatever it was that was set up, constructed against your family, against your loved ones, against your home and your purpose, it is going to melt in the fire of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Every plan of the devil that was sent to hinder you, to stop you to destroy what God's called you to do. It is melting in the fire of God's presence in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. It is destroyed by God's power. It cannot let God arise and his enemies be scattered. I'm quoting here Psalm 68. In case you you don't know this verse by heart, I'm quoting Psalm 68. Let me read verses one and two. I feel the anointing too, Brian. I'm ready for this. I'm telling you, get ready even for your business to expand, Brian, get ready for what you put your hands do to prosper. Like you've never seen it prosper in 2022. Look at this. Now let God arise and his enemies shall be scattered. And those who hate him will flee before him as smoke is driven away. So shall you, so you shall drive them away as wax melts in the fire. So the wicked shall perish before God, but the righteous shall be glad. Hallelujah. They shall exalt before God. They shall be jubilant with joy. Get this now. But the righteous shall be glad. The wicked will be driven away. I'm just telling you right now. The things, even, even every entity that was sent against you by the enemy to try to stop to destroy, to hinder, to slow down what you're called to do. It is being driven away. This is Psalm 68, verses 1 and 2, Rebecca. Psalm 68, 1 and 2. Uh, Those who hate him shall flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so shall you drive them away. As wax melts before fire, so the wicked shall perish before God. But... But the righteous shall be glad. (laughs) They shall exult before God. They shall be jubilant, jubilant with joy. Get ready to laugh your way through 2022. Get ready to sing your way, dance your way, rejoice your way through 2022 in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm going to say something I feel in my spirit to say right now the stuff that you've been delivered from, things that have already fallen off of your life, they will not come crawling back on you again in Jesus' name. There will be no relapse. There will be no re-entry. You will not see the same issues and the same problems and the same hindrances creep back in and mess with you again in the mighty name of Jesus. What God delivered you from is staying gone in Jesus mighty name. What God set you free from will not enter back in. You'll not need to get delivered again. You'll not need to be free again. It will not touch you in Jesus name for in this, this year of 2022, it is our year of divine possession. And that does not just mean that we're going to possess things in the natural realm. It means we're going to possess things in the supernatural realm. I will possess a supernatural peace like my mind and spirit has never known in Jesus' name. I will possess a supernatural joy that my soul has never known in Jesus' name. I will possess, I will possess, I will possess a vision like I've never had in the spirit realm. Maybe you've wandered in the past. Maybe you've gone wondering which path, which which direction, where should I, but you'll not wander in the mighty name of Jesus. You'll possess a vision like you've never possessed. You will possess victory like you've never possessed over every addiction, over every stronghold. Strongholds are shattering in Jesus name. Strongholds are shattering in Jesus name. And I'm just telling you, get ready. Because what is about to happen, shh, what is about to take place is gonna blow the minds of natural men. It's not gonna be normal. It's not gonna be normal. It's gonna be supernatural in Jesus' name. It's our year of divine possession. And I don't care what the devil thinks he's gonna to do to stop this. You can't curse what God has already blessed, you cannot curse what God has already blessed. It's impossible. It's impossible. You'll not be dealing with curses in 2022. You'll be dealing with blessings in 2022. The curse is broken. The curse is broken. Well, go ahead and shout, Ed. He said, it makes me want to shout. Shout with him, Colleen. You ought to go ahead and shout. Why? Shout ahead of time. God's given us our promise. We're shouting like it's already done. Woo, hallelujah. We're shouting like it's already done. We're giving God praise like it's already done. We're dancing in the end zone before the touchdown. It's already done. (laughs) I feel the joy of the Lord on that. It's already done. Every curse returns to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on Colton in Louisiana, shout in Louisiana, shout in Massachusetts, Christina, shout in Kentucky, shout in New York, shout in North Carolina, shout in South Carolina, shout in Georgia, shout in Virginia, shout in Florida, shout in New England, shout out West, it's already done. Every curse, shout in Texas, Ninja, shout in Oklahoma, shout in California, Lanann. Every curse returns to sender in Jesus' name. Every curse returns to sender. Everything in Alaska, come on, Eagle River, Alaska. Give God praise in Eagle River. Glory. In West Virginia, hope's shoutin'. They're shouting in Canada. They're shouting in South Africa. They're shouting in Montana. They're shouting in Germany. They're shouting in Switzerland. They're shouting in the UK. I'm telling you, get ready, because what God is doing now. They're shouting in Michigan. Whoo! Hallelujah! Get ready, man, because what we're getting ready to run. You thought we you thought we ran in 2021. We're getting ready to run in 2022. Whoo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Ben shouting in Milton, Georgia. Shouting in New York, shouting in Orlando. Glory to God. They're shouting in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Hallelujah. They're shouting in Tennessee. Arkansas is shouting. Thank you, Lord. Rochester, New York's getting the victory. I'm just telling you, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. New Jersey's shouting now. Get ready. Every curse is returned to sender. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost right now. Glory to God. They're shouting from the Blackfeet reservation. The Blackfeet reservation is getting the anointing right now. Power of God. Revival is coming to the res. Revival is coming to the res. They're shouting right here in Coral Springs. That's where I'm broadcasting from. They're shouting in Coral Springs. Hallelujah. 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 Shouting in New Hampshire. Come on. Hear me. Shouting in Rowlett, Texas. Plantation, Florida. Ithaca, New York. Giving God praise. Get ready. Get ready to shout through the year. Every, literally, every curse is returned to sender in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to release it, shouting in Tampa. I'm releasing it to you tonight. A new strength, hear what I'm saying. A new strength is coming on you right now to fast and pray. This 21 days is going to change your future. It's going to change the course of what God has you to do. Like Jacob's name was changed as he wrestled with God. I'm telling you, get ready. They're shouting in Ohio. I'm telling you, get ready because God's going to change your trajectory as well. Uh, Your life is not going to look like those who came before you. It's not going to look like the the people in this world. It's not going to look like the crisis of the culture. That's not for us. We're moving forward, my friends. This is our year. I said, this is our year. The curse has returned to sender. The blessing is yours. You're walking in the blessing. You're walking in the blessing. It's my year. It's your year of divine possession. (laughs) And we're going to shout And praise God like we never have. And so I release it right now to every man. I release it to every woman that's watching and that's listening. And I pray in Jesus' name, right now, receive the fire of God where you are. Receive the power of the Holy Ghost where you are. Receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit where you are tonight. Pray in the Spirit like you never have. Father, give them a a, a supernatural prayer language. Those that have never been filled with the Holy Ghost... Let testimonies come back tonight. I just got filled with the Holy Ghost. I just spoke in tongues for the first time. I just spoke in other tongues for the first time. Receive the Holy Ghost where you are. Receive the power of God and the fire of God where you are in your room. Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're watching in the kitchen, in the living room with friends. Receive it right now, the power of the Holy Ghost. A fresh fire. A fresh anointing. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that they all... 120 were filled with the Holy Ghost in the upper room. But two chapters later, in Acts chapter four, after persecution took place, the Bible says that they were all, after had finished praying, all filled again with the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm loosening that to you right now. Doesn't matter if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost already. You may have been filled with the Holy Ghost for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, but I'm telling you right now that God is releasing a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit to you right where you are. Receive the fresh fire of God where you're watching. Receive new strength into your body. Hallelujah. Receive new strength into your body. Receive new peace into your mind. Receive new joy into your soul. It's a new wave of the Holy Ghost coming upon you once again. It's a fresh oil. David said that in the Old Testament. He said, I will be anointed with fresh oil. That's what we need today. I release it to you now as we complete this third day of fasting. I, I release it to you right now. A fresh oil from heaven in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Receive fresh strength and rest in your body. I pray that tonight would be the best rest you've ever had. I pray that you'd be so totally rested. And when you wake up, you'll wake up renewed. You'll wake up refreshed. Glory to God. You'll wake up renewed and you'll wake up refreshed. You'll wake up healed. You'll wake up delivered. You'll wake up and those things aren't plaguing you anymore. You'll wake up and those same things that used to worry you aren't worrying you anymore because you've got a peace that passes all understanding. Glory to God. Get ready. The best is yet to come. Ha, 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 ha. The best is yet to come. I feel like laughing tonight. The joy of the Lord has hit me right here in the studio. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you, can you sense the Holy Ghost? He's touching us right now. He's touching us right now. Just lift your hands and receive it. He's touching us right now. Ko rabaste ki roko Brastok ora matika teimri ando shovravadno greštebri atola makras <laughs> tendi kete masovravasta ta. Hallelujah! 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 He's touching us. He's changing us for the better. Things are turning around for God's people. Košebar reken diam brbosteki abrošo tonanaye. Glory to God! <laughs> hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whoo. Glory to God. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Whoo. Jesus. I thank you. Receive it wherever you're watching. God's touching his people right now. Hallelujah. The joy is here. The joy is here. Receive it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. And yeah, Brian said, this is only night number three. Where are we headed? Where are we headed from here? Glory to God. Where are we headed from here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't Jesus wonderful? Isn't the Holy Spirit wonderful? Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Who glory to God. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> You're getting a fresh strength tonight. Getting a fresh touch fresh touch. Ha ha. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who Glory, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Robert. He's breaking off the oppression tonight in Jesus name. Oh, I'm getting touched right here in the studio. I wish you all were here. I wish every one of you were here. Glory to God in heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish you were here tonight. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Things are changing for the better. God's given us fresh direction, clear direction. Korosh <laughs> tekia. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I feel it. You say, well, we don't go by how we feel. Yeah, you're you're right. We don't. We go by what the word says, but it's still good to feel it sometimes. It's nice to be able to feel it. Hallelujah. Can you sense the anointing? Can you feel the power of God? Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Revival is going to hit this nation and other nations. Hear what I'm saying. I'm not just speaking flippantly. Even the reservations, even the reservations. Oh, hallelujah. The reservations are getting ready to receive a touch. The reservations in Canada, the reservations in the U.S. are getting ready to receive a touch. Glory to God. The Blackfeet, the uh, Ojibwe Reserves, the First Nation and the Six Nation Reserves, the Crow, the Cherokee. They're getting ready to receive a touch of the Holy Ghost. Glory, glory, glory. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, the First Nations people are getting ready to receive a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Touch them, Lord. I take authority over those attacks on the res, over suicidal thoughts, alcoholism and Addiction to drugs, an addiction to prescription medications, an addiction to pornography and uh, uh, violence in the home. I take authority over these attacks against the precious First Nation and Six Nation people, uh, against the different tribes. I take authority over the enemy that came to attack Fort Apache. I take authority over the enemy that sent an attack against these precious people. Lord, I pray you pour out your spirit. On the reservations this year. Pour out your spirit on the reservations this year. Pour out your spirit on the reservations this year. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Let a mighty move of God. Hit the reservations. Oh hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. I'm telling you. I feel the Holy Ghost. In Jesus name. Whew, hallelujah. In Jesus name, in Jesus name, <laughs> glory to God. Whew. Lord, we thank you. That's it. What say we, and we break the fear on the reservations. We break that spirit of fear that tried to take and come on the reservations and take authority over it. We take authority over it in Jesus name, touch the first nations people, Lord touch the native americans here touch the first nations and the six nations there in jesus name let revival break out let revival break out in this nation let revival break out in canada in jesus name oh hallelujah 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 ko deki ha 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 hallelujah hallelujah he is worthy He's worthy. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. So, Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for touching your people. Thank you for the mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit. We give you honor. We give you glory. Continue to show us things from your word, Lord. Give us revelation of your word. Continue to strengthen our spirits. Give us explosive encounters with the Holy Ghost. Ho rosheki sekini. griste Ha 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 ha. In Jesus name. Explosive encounters. We're coming out of this fasting and prayer different than we've ever been. Blessed. On track. Doing what we're called to do. We thank you Lord. We thank you Lord. If you receive that tonight. Throw some hands up. Throw some fire up. I'm just telling you, there's a strong manifestation of God's presence on this broadcast tonight. I can't wait to see what he does tomorrow. Can't wait to see what God does tomorrow. Mm. He's touching us right now. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. Glory to God. You know what I might have to do? I might have to bring my keyboard in here and set it up and just play worshipfully tomorrow. I just feel there's an anointing here. There's an anointing here. And I just felt that in my spirit. We might need to just sit here in, in, in a moment of worship throughout these nights. And I may, I may need to just set that up and worship. Because I'm telling you, there's an anointing here that's changing people right now. It's touching people right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Best days are ahead. Get ready. Get ready. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. There's nobody like Jesus. Whew. There's nobody like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Now, Lord, supernaturally touch your people. Let it be quickly evident. You'll get all the praise. You'll get all the glory. You'll get all the honor. You're the only one worthy. We thank you. We thank you. We give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will do that. We'll play some keys on the sign off. We'll praise God on the way out of here. We'll praise him on the way out. Um, I'm going to give you an, an opportunity and a challenge to sow a seed here at the end of this broadcast. If you truly believe in this anointing that's available for the earth before Jesus comes, sow into it. Sow into what God's doing. I can't tell you what to do, only the Holy Spirit can do that. I can show you the ways on the screen, that's how you can sow a seed. Do what the Lord tells you to do. You'll be blessed, do something by faith. Hallelujah, thank you Lord. I pray Lord that you bless your people this year financially to the degree that debts are canceled. Every type of debt, student loan, credit card, mortgages, car payments everything that they owe wiped out bless your children put them in a place of being debt free and then let them continue to build wealth and build the kingdom give seed to the sower i pray you give and put the largest seeds in our hand this year you've ever given us in the mighty name of jesus we thank you lord we give you praise for that in jesus name the wonderful name of jesus the wonderful name of jesus Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Whoo, glory to God in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I am going to bring my keyboard tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some worship at some point somehow, but I'm going to bring, because I feel like in these, especially in these night broadcasts, there needs to be some worship. We need to be in the presence of God worshiping him. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be, I'm just saying it's going to get better And better and better and better God's moving by his spirit I love you I love you have a great rest tonight Jaden said I got hit in my home I got hit here I got hit here power of God strong I feel it I feel it I'll be back at 10 30 in the morning we're back together again I want to see you, victory tribe morning morning broadcast all this week 10 30 a.m. and then of course, we're live at night, 9 o'clock. I love you. Maddie, there should be a, a, a video there uh, that says, it was like South Africa. It was when I was in South Africa and we were praising God. I'm not sure if that's one that she took out. Uh huh. I love you guys. Have a wonderful night. Let's leave praising God. And I'll see you in the morning, 1030 a.m. I love you.